When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alabeck and Anastasia. Everyone knows who I am, and they know who you are, Dr. Alabeck. Anastasia, please introduce yourself. Uh, do you want if I introduce myself in English or in Russian? Both. Uh, Anastasia, if you feel comfortable speaking English, speak English. I, I'll, I'll be having short maybe insertions to to uh, say something in Russian, let me say, to all Russian listeners, Okay. It's a well, side. Or you speak Russian, I'll speak let's, English. Let's say I speak Russian, because I okay, want okay. Russian people to see. Okay. And to... Uh, okay. All right. So, меня зовут Анастасия. У меня трое детей. Я живу в Англии. Двое из них нормотичных и один с аутизмом, которого зовут Иван. My name is Anastasia. Uh, I have three, three children. Uh, two of them are normotypical uh, and uh, one of them is, uh, his name is Ivan, is autistic. And she, uh, Anastasia uh, lives in, in uh, Great Britain. Great Britain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dr. Albeck, what are, so what are we going into today? This is part seven, I believe, of the... Uh, yeah, it's part yes. seven. Yes. And you know, just uh, let me introduce maybe uh, Anastasia this way. Okay. Uh, uh, we met quite a while ago, more than a year ago. I mean, just I mean, uh, uh, through the internet. I mean, just it's, uh, and uh, we had no, uh, a number of talks, and she was helping me with uh, having some uh, collecting some information because I'm having a huge number of pages on autism, and you know, just uh, thanks to her, uh, uh, just kind of some organization is taking place. Uh, but the most important part, uh, she's having a son who was diagnosed with autism. And this is one of the things, I mean, two things we, we've done together for, for about a year. And today we wanted Anastasia uh, uh, to tell uh, about her experience of uh, having a child with autism and say what she was going through. I mean, just over years, I guess what's happening now. And her personal experience, I mean, just because there is one important part, in my opinion, to tell uh, people about uh, the role of a family and a role of a mother, say, in a kind of, not just treatment is a treatment, uh, but uh, there is some stage in the disease which would require completely different, I mean, attention to a child who are getting, I mean, uh, from the state of autism to and moving to the state of, uh, state of uh, being neurotypical, normotypical. This is, in my opinion, a very important part. I hope uh, many people would like to hear about this. Uh, Dr. Albeck, to, to remind you, can you uh, can you come closer to the microphone? I know I know. This, I'm, always, I'm, always, I'm always I'm always I'm gonna buy you a microphone and mail it to you because we're gonna <laughs> no, 
I have no idea what kind of microphone I need, I need to have. Oh no no no! It's 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 not I you. I have it's, three different micro microphones, and I have it, no idea. It's not you. It's it happens with anyone, and if you're not right up close to it, that's why I have this stupid thing right in front of my face, so I don't uh, have to lean close. No no, you're fine. You're fine. And so what we uh, talk. And if possible, Anastasia, uh, 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 would you like to tell uh, to Russian uh, listeners about uh, the reason, or you want me to explain why? Uh, you invited for talk. No, I can explain. Okay, great. Thank you. Yes, uh, Dr. Alibet uh, says that Dr. Ken says that we have и что, когда мы разговаривали, мы пришли к одному выводу с ним, что как важна роль матери и родителей в улучшении состояния ребенка, что не только лечение, но также психическое и психологическое состояние родителей важно в прогрессии любого ребенка, вне зависимости, у него есть аутизм или нет аутизма. Absolutely great. I mean, uh, Tommy, uh, Anastasia explained, uh, I mean, to Russian listeners, uh, the reason, reason what I said, and she, she explained to uh, to people who uh, would listen in, I mean, Russian language. In this case, maybe, what's your opinion, uh, Tommy? Maybe Anastasia would start uh, by blogs explaining uh, about her life and her child. Uh, I mean, just maybe. maybe. Sure. Uh, but it's absolutely up to you, Anastasia, how to, yeah, I mean, the... how to, how to, how to outline all this stuff, okay? Okay, let's, let's, start, let's start about Ivan. Yeah, there's, there's no, there's no right or wrong way. There's no right or wrong way. You just, just, it doesn't matter. It's just us. You can say whatever I you want. I even write down lots of stuff. Read whatever you want. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Do whatever you but want. The thing, but the thing is, you know, I, I'm not really prepared, but how it's gonna it, go? It shouldn't be. You speak. You speak your soul. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Так я хочу рассказать э, про Ивана. Э, в 2010 году родился Вызывали три раза, потому что ребенок не хотел выходить. И срок как бы тоже был на две недели больше, чем должен был быть. Доктор, нужно а приводить... Позже, да? Да. Окей. Анастасия says, uh, she and her husband wanted to have uh, a child, the third one. And they waited for a long time, let me say, and they were absolutely happy when uh, it started taking place. Uh, she became pregnant, and, uh, you know, it's uh, everything was fine, uh, but what uh, was difficult, uh, uh, she couldn't give birth for quite a long time, and there were three stimulations, I mean, just, uh, I mean, to stimulate, I mean, uh, delivery. And uh, it took uh, more than two weeks longer time uh, just for uh, for uh, Ivan to be delivered. Okay. 
Хорошо, ребенок родился здоровым. По шкале, там, какая у них шкала, ребенок родился здоровым. Ребенок был очень спокойным, меня не тревожил, папу не тревожил. Спал ночами, спал днями, кушал, улыбался, что-то бормотал себе. Ну и как бы рос по мере своей возможности. Вот. И, единственное, что, что меня как бы задевало, что он тикал глазами, вот так вот делал, как бы тикал глазами. Я спрашивала халфизитор, у нас называется это халфизитор, как бы доктора, все ли это в порядке, они сказали, что да, все в порядке. Потом, когда ребенок начал ходить, он начал ходить на носочках. Томи, Иван был born in uh, 
And another uh, uh, sign, uh, it's interesting, uh, again, it's known to me and not known to parents. Parents, in many cases, are not explained about this. He will start moving around, I mean, circling the room, let me say, running or moving, let me say. It's a kind of stereotypic, let me say, behavior. I mean, just kind of, it's, it's, it's another sign of uh, another warning sign. Okay, but because they, they didn't know about this, uh, they didn't worry. And uh, then uh, there was something else coming because uh, he's, he would start speaking. Uh, he, he started speaking, but the speaking uh, ability and the way he was speaking was different. And he just when when I speak, just we put just a normal language, normal speed, and just everybody will start speaking with a kind of speed we usually used to. Uh, he was speaking in a different way. I mean, just because kind of woo and protract, protracted uh, requests or sentences, like for example, if I say, "Okay, uh, tell me how are you." But if having this something, so sorry, we can say for some additional explanation, uh, it's uh, something he would say, okay, Tommy, how are you? You know, this okay. different. It's a different way of speaking. This again, a typical, one of the typical signs of autism. Okay. 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 Ну, вот так вот мы жили. Я даже не думала, что у Ивана может быть аутизм. Как бы проблем он мне не доставлял. Он играл в компьютер, он смотрел мультики. И я могла заниматься домашними делами до четырех лет. У нас произошел конфликт с его папой, и он увез его на Украину. На целый месяц. После чего ребенок вернулся... Oh, it's it's a very important uh, point. If if it, uh, uh, because it should be emphasized specifically, because uh, it's from a science standpoint, it's so essential. And you know what Anastasia uh, uh, says: everything was fine. Uh, he was uh, uh, watching uh, cartoons. Let me say, playing his his games. Let me say, no, nothing special. He was developing uh, not as completely healthy child. He was developing uh, more or less normal way, and uh, until one of the events, uh, actually there was some, I mean, uh, kind of uh, argument between Anastasia and her husband, and uh, her husband took uh, Ivan to Ukraine where he originally originally from for a month. And this is just a, a critical point. When they came back, let me say, he was very different. This is a, this is a point, because it is this, when I'm stressing this, I mean, all the talks, uh, talks about vaccinations, all things, let me say, and this is what we call stress, I mean, psychological or, or some other stress, or stress would, could, could cause this situation. I'm sorry, Anastasia, for adding some uh, some scientific explanation to people uh, who should... Your English uh, is so amazing. I just don't know what to say. <laughs> American, sorry. <laughs> I, don't speak, I don't speak English. I just speak American. I wouldn't explain like this. With a heavy Russian accent. <laughs> me the same, you know. Everyone says to me, like, you, you're Russian. Definitely you're Russian. How <laughs> you speak English. <laughs> okay. 
первые изменения заметили в садике. Он стал убегать с группы и сильно кричать. Кричать таким голосом, который вот прям режет уши. Вот такой голос, когда кого-то бьют или что-то страшное происходит. Но причин для вот того, чтобы он убегал с группы, вообще не было. Потом он начал брать игрушки и кидать их в детей. Потом он начал рушить все книги и рушить все игрушки в группе, где он находился. Тогда впервые меня позвали в садик и сказали, что с вашим ребенком что-то не то. Он изменился. Я не верила. Но нам представили службы помощи, которые приходили домой и спрашивали, все ли хорошо дома, смотрели обстановку дома, и им все нравилось, но все равно поведение Ивана становилось все хуже и хуже. Пять лет Ваня пошел. His behavior at, at the kindergarten was uh, kind of erratic behavior, erratic behavior, and he started screaming. And scream was absolutely unusual, and because many parents or people, even who are not uh, within this uh, public, they cannot understand that sometimes they they uh, produce very, let me say. Uh, severe sound, but we say just a kind of. Some people say it even just uh, wouldn't look human. Scream. Uh, uh, that's what uh, usually happens. Just kind of the child could be sitting quietly as, as an explanation, and suddenly, for example, kind of very short and very strong, but it's a very high scream. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, and this is one of the signs which, which already show that something's happened to a child. Uh, then next step, he started uh, uh, behaving uh, a kind of aggressively. He started destroying, let me say, some uh, uh, some toys. Let me say, just you know, just uh, uh, I mean, signs of violent behavior started started appearing. And uh, and the people, I mean, just uh, who work with him said that his behavior became. Uh, severely destructive. This is uh, this situation uh, the, uh, which was developing by the year uh, his age uh, about five years when he became five years old. Well, I had some support from early help as well. So they came to our house and checked is it everything okay in the family? 
So why he behaved like this? They have to understand what is but they, they checked and they said like everything is fine in the family, so we can't help. Uh -huh, okay. we can't help. So we, we can't do anything. So your help couldn't help. So and to me, it could mean that, for example, just if they uh, see some uh, strange behavior, they would check whether there is some uh, problem say, uh, in the family uh, because it's, uh, there was no diagnosis here, correct? Okay, okay, go, 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 go ahead. Uh, he went to school. Uh, in the sense of the elementary school, yeah. Uh, его держали, когда он убегал с класса. Его держали, он пытался ударить или защитить себя, я бы назвала, любым способом, чтобы его отпустили. Но по как он называется, по их законам они должны его держать, если он кого-то может обидеть или кому-то может причинить зло. Школа ничем не помогала. Я обратилась к семейному доктору. Семейный доктор направил нас к педиатру, который попросил нас заполнить листок, где надо было ответить на вопросы. И школа тоже заполняла этот же самый листок. В конце мне позвонил Psychologist he said that there was no autism. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, when he was five, five years old, uh, he, uh, I mean, uh, you know, he started attending, uh, I would say, kind of preschool or uh, initial school because it's at Great Britain, mainly with some different roles. Uh, because uh, here in the States, uh, we started about six years old. attack some other kids uh, and he was stranded because uh, a, a girl in Great Britain 
admits that the school was I mean just to keep somebody let me say in order not to let this child to cause harm to others and you know just uh, nothing was helping I mean just nothing helped and uh, because some uh, at the school they have some kind of uh, uh, regular classes and then so school preschool activities after school activities I mean and because of his behavior he was I mean uh, removed or excluded from uh, uh, preschool, I mean, just some hours uh, pre regular schools, after school, and you know, just, uh, and uh, he was permitted just to to spend time just in class, I mean, during uh, obligatory studies. And uh, because of this situation, uh, Anastasia couldn't work for full time, uh, she started working part time. And uh, so, soon after, uh, their family physician sent uh, them to a pediatrician and uh, then a psychologist and uh, they gave a, a call back uh, after evaluation saying, okay, most of it's like your child has, your child has article. Yeah, she didn't believe it. Я не верила и плакала. Плакала и думала, как помочь ребенку. Я не знала, что такое аутизм. Я не знала, с чем я столкнулась. Но я знала, что я сделаю все, чтобы помочь ему. Потому что я видела, что он страдает, и ему тяжело. В школе находиться ему было тяжело. После школы он тоже плакал. У него началась агрессия к себе. Страшная агрессия к себе. Он начал биться головой об стенку. Он начал бить себя по голове любыми предметами, которые ему встречались. Ходилась книга рядом с ним. Он брал книгу и бил себя этой книгой. Он рушил все дома. И я не знала, как ему помочь. Он... Он кидал мой телефон. Он начинал брать ножи и говорить, я не хочу жить. Окей, это очень важно. Окей, давайте перевожу. Nobody would be able to say, okay, we know how to treat it. And for her, of course, it's, uh, what she says, uh, she, she thought she would do everything possible to, to help her, her son. Uh, but when she was uh, home and she was with him, uh, it, she, she was noticing that he was getting worse and worse. And uh, you know what, uh, specifically, he started getting more and more agitated. There was, uh, I mean, uh, being agitated, uh, she started noticing, uh, let me say, some first signs of self-aggression. And it, it seemed like he was uh, hitting his head with this uh, on the wall constantly. And he was using different uh, subjects, uh, I mean, subjects, let me say, uh, and hitting himself, uh, beating himself on his head. And he started destroying all the things around. I mean, 
understand what is, uh, I mean, he was aggressive to the point even he started destroying, let me say, mother's iPhone, these type of things, I said. He was absolutely out of control. And what is important to say, uh, because he understood it was abnormal. That's what uh, a very important point, which is, in my opinion, stressed. He knew that it was wrong. He understood it, at least uh, anesthesia felt it. Uh, it was obvious he was suffering and suffering very hard. And, and definitely he needed help, but nobody would provide anything. Да, на вопрос, почему ты так делаешь, что, что происходит с тобой, он объяснял, как будто что-то в голове сидит и доставляет ему такой дискомфорт, и это что-то не разрешает ему вести себя хорошо и контролировать себя. It's, it's very important, it's a very important statement, because not many people understand that if any... Uh, When uh, Anastasia was asking him about uh, why you do this way, uh, he would say, okay, you know, mom, I feel something is my, in my head. Somebody is sitting there or something is uh, sitting there. And uh, the thing, so a person who is there, I say, wouldn't, wouldn't let me behave normally. And I cannot stand that, but I cannot behave different way. Он потерял интерес к учебе, то бишь он не желал больше учиться, и ему было неинтересно ходить в школу. В школе так же самое его читали очень опасным ребенком. И меня попросили сидеть вместе с ним, находиться в школе вместе с ним, потому что директор считал, что нахождение его одного даже с тьютером, даже с поддержкой, опасно для других детей. Он... Сейчас, у меня прям эмоции начинаются. Он чуть ли не задушил девочку в школе, и ее отец подошел ко мне и сказал, что извините, но таким детям поле не место. Я плакала весь день. Я рыдала. Я думала, что будет дальше. And you know, just uh, to me is a very emotional part, and you see, uh, Anastasia is really emotional. Uh, I mean, remembering what things. And you know, just uh, remember that time. Uh, She says there was no way for him just to, to continue studying. He had no desire to study it at all. And uh, at school, uh, there was an opinion that he is very dangerous and he cannot be uh, placed among regular children. And uh, I mean, even the assistant uh, was him to say it's not sufficient and they required that Anastasia will be uh, together with him uh, at school every moment when he's at school. And, uh, you know, uh, but the situation was getting worse. And uh, at some point he started um, 
how would you I use Lucas Hibbert? He started uh, strangling producers. It's uh, I mean, uh, a girl. I mean, suffocating a girl. And uh, in this case, you can imagine just a girl being suffocated when you say it's a kind of situation. Just uh, everybody would consider a cookie. Uh, there is a possibility he would kill someone. And uh, a girl's father came came uh, came over to Anastasia and said, "Okay, please stay, take your child away, um, because he has no right to stay at school at all." And of of course, uh, I mean, just Anastasia Anastasia sort of. I would put it this way: it's a kind of absolutely. Uh, I mean, impossible situation when a mother feels there is nothing she can do. She sees no way out uh, because she understands something's going on with the child and nobody in the world can, can help the child. She was crying, uh, uh, crying, and uh, didn't see a possible way out. Но ни одна школа не хотела его брать с такой характеристикой. И нам очень повезло, потому что рядом с нами находится приватная школа для детей с особенностями. И в этой школе сказали, мы можем взять Ивана посмотреть. Если все будет хорошо, он сможет остаться в нашей школе. Эта школа стоит очень дорогих денег здесь, в Англии. И ее... Достать место там очень сложно, потому что спонсирует образование именно государство. Поступив в эту школу, первый месяц Иван вел себя хорошо. Я бы, я бы даже сказала, я очень радовалась его успехам. Потому что там знают подход к детям с аутизмом, там специалисты, там логопеды, там терапии. Музыкальная терапия, другая терапия, все необходимое для детей с аутизмом. Но потом его агрессия вернулась. Первое, что произошло, он столкнул учительницу с лестницы, и она сломала ногу. Второе, что произошло having the same situation and nobody can explain to them what's happening at this point. That's why uh, this part is, again, it's very essential. Essential. And you know, just what I can imagine, uh, because uh, they were requested to leave that school. They tried to find some, some other schools uh, in the areas where they say nobody wanted to have him at school. I mean, they got no everywhere. Uh, but the situation was saved by uh, by the fact that there was a uh, school for uh, special children nearby. Uh, it was a private school, a very expensive school. I mean, yes, it's a uh, very limited uh, possibility to to be to be taken to the school, and definitely very expensive. Uh, and. They were very happy, I mean, just, uh, and uh, Ivan was uh, taken to the school. And the very first months, everything was uh, looked good. 
and you know, because it's a special school, this was kind of uh, uh, techniques uh, being used everywhere in the world. I mean, this kind of musical thing, what you say. And then, uh, uh, I mean, just uh, so-called uh, therapies. I can tell in English. I can tell in English. Okay, to tell in English. There is psychologist, there is art therapy, there is music therapy, there are uh, uh, speech therapists, uh, there are like uh, staff fully trained for the children with autism. Uh, every single child had uh, someone who sit next, next to him and support him with the study and with the behavior. There is sensory room. There, is, there are lots of sensory stuff like, um, you know, balls. You know, like... Uh, makes sense if child don't have sense speakers you know speakers so if child wouldn't have these problems with the noise here yeah, with the uh, noise counseling systems yeah you know but uh, yes, general, yes. uh, uh anastasia i guess it's, uh, then we'll explain to uh just maybe a couple of words in, in russian if i say uh uh Анастасия дала ребенка, там, там было абсолютно все, все виды терапии, какие только можно себе представить. But Tommy, uh, what I didn't finish, I mean, just it's, uh, you know, just looks like it was a great school. This is it was all possible uh, therapies, uh, currently available therapy. Uh, but uh, all these are kind, kind of a good period continued for just four months. And then what you said is uh, aggression started coming coming back. And it ended up with a situation where he pushed uh, uh, a teacher uh, down uh, down the stairs, let me say, and the teacher broke uh, her, she uh, broke her, her leg. This is uh, a situation, okay? В один день мне позвонили со школы и попросили прийти забрать его. Меня встретила директор. У нее было полностью расцарапано лицо в крови и в синяках. Когда я спросила, это Иван сделал, она сказала, да. Говорит, но ну, ничего, мы справимся. В тот момент мне тоже хотелось плакать. Казалось, вот она школа, вот он, все, все для него. И, и нет, это не помогает ему. And, uh, to me, uh, Uh, one of the days, uh, uh, the parents got a call from school and uh, asked to come to school. When Anastasia came to school, uh, she was met to the school principal, and she was uh, having a completely scratched face. I mean, it's, uh, uh, and it was obvious it, it was done by everyone. Uh, the principal was crying. I mean, just because you can imagine, I mean, just uh, an adult, let's say, principal, and being, let's say, uh, I mean, attacked uh, by 
a small child. And, you know, just, and somebody who is supposed to be strong, I can say, having great experience working with such children. I was really crying, and of course, Anastasia, I really have to be okay. If this perfect school with all these conditions, let's say, all these behavioral therapies, but let's say, just cannot do anything, looks like it's so, and she started crying. Yeah, it looks like I'm always crying and crying. Yeah, it's, 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 it's my it's my life one year ago. No, you yeah. imagine coming. Anastasia, what you tell is not new because we've gone through this for more than ten years. Every yeah. day of I wasn't crying, to be honest, I'm a very positive person, but <laughs> when it came to me in my life, it was really hard, really, really hard. Anastasia, I've told Dr. Albeck this before, you know, I don't have any experience with autism. Um, it's 2021 now, and in 2014, when I was 23, I lost my older brother to suicide. It's not autism, but in terms of like... In terms of mental conditions, he was very depressed. In terms of mental conditions, kind of tearing apart a family and like destroying you at your base level, I get it. I you understand. How I gained. I gained seventy pounds. I was doing drugs. I was drinking every day. I had to move home with my parents. I was thirty years old when I moved out. Again. I get it. Like I get how it can. A year ago, I was living at home. I've only. I'm thirty one now. I've only been in my own apartment for about five months. Like, I get it. I It can absolutely, in ways that no one can understand until you go through it, it will rip your body and your mind and your soul and your heart apart. And then when you finally get better and you tell the story in hindsight, yeah, you kind of have to explain to people. You're like, I, you don't understand what this is like. This isn't a bad day. This is mm-hmm. weeks and months and years every yeah. single day yes. for nine or for, you know, 900, 1200, 1500 days in a row where every day is worse than the last. And you get to a point and you're like, what is my breaking point? And then little shit like stubbing your toe can just send you off into, you know, uh, an absolute temper tantrum or you break down crying and, and then other people are looking at you and they're like, what are you, what's wrong with you? And you're like, I can't even explain it. Like, I get it. I don't know autism, but I do know what it's like to have mental illness seemingly rip a family to pieces. And, you know, God bless my family has stayed together and we've become stronger for it. And for the most part, I loosely say recovered from it. But I do get the, I get the journey. It's something that no one can understand. Like every day is, is hell. Like I get, I know it. I know it, it, it. I know it, and I know that no one else can know it until they know it. There's a point, you know. You you don't know what is gonna be tomorrow. You just How is break. Gonna be tomorrow. You just break. You just crawl into bed, or you get some vodka, and you're like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Right. I'm gonna go sit in the shower. Like I get it. I get it. Sorry, go on. I even didn't want to leave. I, I even didn't want to leave. I, I wanted Ivan to die. I yeah. wanted my son to die. Because yeah. I was thinking, what for? Yeah. I need all this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a burden. What he gonna do in the future? He gonna kill me? He gonna mm. kill his brother? Or what, what it's gonna be? Well, no, it's it, it I mean, I remember waking up and being like, Why am I you know, I was still in college. I was like, Why am I going to class? What am why am I paying taxes? Why am I getting a haircut? Why do I take a shower? Like, why do I get out of bed? I wanted to die. I, I was very suicidal. I was like, 
what am I doing? What is the point of this? Is this some weird nightmare? Like, no, I get it. And then when when time goes by and you look back at the things you thought, you feel terrible. You're like, man, I, I wanted to die because I couldn't do this anymore. And it's, it's hey, man, it's, it's you know, the human spirit has has limitations and and then if you do get through it if you do get through it and manage to fix yourself all you want to do is help other people avoid that which is why i'm doing these episodes with dr alabeck i don't know anything about autism i have no experiences with autism but i do know what it's like for mental illness to tear apart a family which is why i do these episodes because i'm like hey if i can help other people kind of avoid even one day of just that hell then I'm like all right I'm, I'm I'm doing good and it's it's not all for nothing right if you can learn from it and help others avoid it well then it's not it's not in vain sorry I'll, I'll stop talking okay so absolutely what you said is absolutely important uh, Anastasia if, if I may and then I'll tell uh, uh... Uh, Russian listeners, uh, it may be in a short way. <laughs> you know what what what, what you say, uh, Tommy, is actually is really important because uh, studying autism, studying uh, neurobiology, neuropsychology, and so on and so forth, in addition to my all other specialties, you know, just uh, I know what kind of things are happening in the brain of a child, and you know, just when uh, let me let me, uh, I don't want to be. Uh, harsh to let me say to people who take care of artistic kids but you know but what i'm saying guys uh, before you blame somebody let me say in uh, a kind of affective behavior or something like this try to understand what's happening uh, to a child or to all these children in the brain yeah uh, because the brain is different it's a different structurally it's different by compactness of neurons in different by, I mean, uh, a, a number, a, a concentration of neurotransmitters in the brain. In case of depression, I mean, just we know, for example, there are some things, but one of the major neurotransmitters, dopamine, actually, is very low. And low dopamine, let me say, is depression. I mean, just uh, there are some ways, let me say, just to correct it, not neuropsychologists or kind of uh, neurotropics. No, it wouldn't work this way. But what I'm saying, why I'm mentioning this, uh, because in autism, depression, this is one of the signs uh, for a big group of autistic kids, I mean, just developing depression as well. When they get older, let me say, they, uh, at the age about 20, 25 years old, they're getting more and more depressed. And one of the major causes of death for uh, autistic people is suicide. Uh, because average life expectancy uh, of uh, uh, people with autism is about 36 or 39, 39 years. Because not many people overgrow this period of time. That's why, uh, and you know, just it's, it seems to me, it doesn't matter what country we are in, Great Britain, the United States, Russia, and whatever country, we live in a kind of separate world. We prefer not to know these kids. We prefer not to listen about their problems. We don't try like I said, to develop real medical service for this because it's a huge portion of the population and tens of millions of kids and, I mean, uh, young adults, they're suffering, including depression, ADHD, I mean, OCD, I mean, bipolar syndrome, 
I mean, autism. I mean, and can you imagine this? It's, it's let me say, in the world, uh, we don't know, we don't want to know, let me say, but it's, it's a huge number of millions, tens of millions of people. This is the biggest problem. And what uh, Anastasia is uh, telling us, let me say, is just uh, a story of a child, let me say, one of tens of millions. And you can see how, let me say, this situation is affecting uh, the family, uh, people around. And when you tell about your brother, I, can, I cannot even imagine what you went through when you talk about say, his suicide. I mean, because it's, uh, this is what, and I have no idea why, say, just we, in many cases, we try not to see it. I mean, just because, I'm sorry, I don't want to be uh, politicized in this case. No. Guys, stop spending uh, trillions of dollars, let me say, for weaponry, for yeah. wars. Just uh, spend money, let me say, to to, to create better, uh, I mean, better mankind. Yeah. It's it's so easy. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'd like to say. It's, you know, just, it's, it's politics already. But no, 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 no. It's, no, it, it makes absolute sense because it's... um. Well, not only that, I think there's a very realistic, uh, there's a very realistic application to it is, you know, it's not just don't spend all this money in weapons and spend it on medical care. All that, I mean, how many, you know, how many days of work did I miss because of what, how, how many days, if you really want to break it down into just economics, I mean, how much lost economic output is there from a family destroyed by mental illness? I mean, if, if you spent a fraction of that money on mental health, you could probably even spend more money on weapons from the taxes that produced. Everybody could be happy. It's 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 insanity. But, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot like a, it's like staring at the sun. Like you don't it's if unless you have to, you don't want to. And that's what mental illness is, is until you get a sunburn, you know, someone saying, look at the sun and you look up and it's, you, you don't want to look at it. You just go about your day. You know, put your sunglasses on, put your, you don't want to until it knocks on your door. And it's, I mean, that's what it is, but you know, all we can do is, and, and now we're moving from politics to philosophy is be the change you want to see in the world. So if we don't like what's going on, then we have to do the bare minimum, which is getting on a podcast and talking. Like, we can't say everyone else should do it if we're not willing to do it ourselves, right? Absolutely. One small question. I can remember my period of life, uh, 2011, 2012, 2013. Three attempts to commit suicide together with my daughter. Yeah. I was standing next to bridge and ready, let me say, to, to turn my car to the river, to mm-hmm. bottom of the because I, uh, I felt uh, it's absolutely empty and aggressive what I sitting behind me, crying and beating me into, say, into, into my back. Yeah, no, it's... Dark. That's what uh, uh, happened. And just, it's, and these things are passing by, let me say, and nobody pays attention to this. Yeah. In, 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 in 2016, in late July 2016, I was 26. It had been two years since I lost my brother. And I was just going downhill fast. I literally called my mom and told her I was I was in Georgia. She was in Maryland. I was like, "Can you come down and get me?" Because like I can't, like I can't get out of bed. Like I would I would wake up and I would cry because I was awake. I was like, I don't even want to be in this hell. I just want to go back to sleep. 
and you can only sleep for so long before you're just awake. And then the only conclusion is, is why don't I shoot myself? Why don't I cut my wrist? Here's a bottle of pills. It could be over like that. And in a moment of clarity, I called my mom and I was like, can you please come get me? And then, you know, mom comes down and, you know, comes down, grabs me, brings me home. And I go live with my parents for five years. I do therapy. I get sober. I lose weight. Not all the way. It's still a little chubby. But, you know, and I, I slowly get better. But, no, I know that feeling where there's nowhere else to go. And you're like, what am I even doing? I could end it like that. All the pain gone. I get it. I get it. Yeah. At least there is one good thing because I need to mention we, three of us, we have something in common. Yes. At some point of our lives, we wanted to commit to suicide. Absolutely. And you know what? I think probably everyone has that. But we're just... Yeah. Anastasia is like, what podcast did I get drawn into today? <laughs> we're an hour in and Dr. Albeck and I are talking about... Anastasia's like... It's really interesting to listen. Anastasia's like, man, I th- she's like, autism's bad, but these guys are crazy. <laughs> I went through this. I went through this, Tommy. Yeah. I went through this. Yeah. I went... I, I, I even... Uh, I asked Ivan to go to special service where they like support for children who wants to do suicide. Yeah. Can you imagine? He was eight years old, eight years old child who wanted to kill himself. And he was saying everything to himself, like, I want to kill myself. I don't want to leave. And I was, what? It's it's just what's eight years old and he already didn't want to leave. Yeah. It's it just was that's why I understand what you're talking about. I understand your brother. I understand yeah. now people. Yeah. If I wouldn't go through this, I wouldn't understand, you know. Oh, you you can't uh, yeah, you I, can't. I know what is talking here. Yeah. And, and you, you know, in this case for me, can I say this in Russian to, to the mothers? Uh ну, вы знаете меня и смотрят наши передачи. Вот то, что Анастасия сейчас сказала, это вот одно из самых страшных событий, через которые, ну, немало часть из вас тоже прошла. Это когда ребенок начинает говорить, что он готов кончить, покончить жизнь самоубийством. Ребенок, которому 8 лет, он готов это сделать, потому что он понимает, что он не может выжить э, в этом мире. И он понимает, что ему он не может найти решение. И это идет параллельно с тем, что мама уже тоже доходит до такого состояния, что готова тоже э, э, совершить самоубийство. Э, Томми рассказывал о том, как прошел прожил с его братом. Там другая неврологическая заболевание, депрессия. И тоже брат кончил жить самоубийством. Э, Томми был готов тоже пойти на это, потому что выдержать вот это состояние тоже было невозможно. Но я рассказал свою историю, которую я вам рассказывал, о том, что трижды в течение времени 2013 года я стоял рядом с мостом через реку Потома и долго раздумывал. Пришло время вместе с машиной съехать в реку с моста, и речи не пришло. Так вот, таким образом, чтобы у нас было понимание того, что такое аутизм, и врачи это должны понять. Okay, now, now you can continue. Uh, is it okay, uh, Tommy? Is it okay? Because we already uh, speak for an hour. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. How, yeah. how much? I'm good oh, for however no, long he, you guys he, want. He, yeah, no, he, he will spend thirty-five minutes uh, 
I, I, st I statistically improvably do not do best solo. It's nothing about that statement was true, but you know, that's, uh, that is the difficulty, not the difficulty, the challenge of doing, holding it down solo is you, you just can't stop talking. You can't have moments of, um, it's kind of, you know, I would say I'm the same as Eminem, but probably as talented in terms of, I just have to freestyle. You just have to talk. You can't stop. You have to keep going. And it gets difficult because you don't have time to stop and think about what you want to talk about because you have to keep talking while you're thinking about what you're going to talk about. And thus you cannot stop. You're juggling, you're patting your head, you're patting your chest and rubbing your head at the same time. And it's uh, it is a little bit of a, a neural workout, but it's like anything. It's kind of like when you're riding a bike and it starts wobbling eventually, or, you know, turbulence in a plane eventually, as you can tell, as I'm doing right now and giving this example, there's some weird meta is that it starts to come down and you start to catch yourself and you start to catch a little bit of a wave and you can talk. And that's what we're doing right now. And, you know, I've talked about this a lot on this podcast, the importance of mental health to me. It's, and, and you know, it's, it's admittedly, it's like an abstract, idyllic thing. I want to use this podcast to help mental health. And yeah, and you know, it'd be great if we all had food and water and sang Kumbaya. You know, you know let's make crime illegal. I get it, but it's, um, that is the reason why, well, one, I love talking to him, but is, that is the reason why I continue to do these with Dr. Albeck is because now there is a legitimate path to how I can do what I want with this podcast. Like, uh, YouTube wouldn't run ads on my podcast because they hate me and then they ban me. But on Spotify, I get like a penny per 10 plays. So there's a path. Is it is it practical? And, and no. But if I push hard enough and I just get it to volume and I get millions and billions of plays, then I can actually make money off of it, right? Correct. So in that sense, talking to Dr. Albeck is a path to enacting the change that uh, I want to. Do I know anything about autism? Not at all. Am I a physician? Not even close. But if I can have Dr. Alabeck on here, talk about his experiences, and I can have his patients on here and talk about their experiences, then there is an actual path to how I can use this to do what I would like. And now, Anastasia is back, and I don't have to solo talk anymore. Hello for me? Yeah, hello. And, uh, and uh, Dr. Albeck's still smoking, so I'll wait till he comes back to take a bathroom break. But uh, I feel like Dr. Albeck should just, like, light it up while he's on the podcast. Well, I don't know. Why, why does he got to go outside? I feel like he should just be, like, just chain smoking on the podcast. Release, release you know? <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be badass if release Dr. Albeck just, if he just lit up on the, he probably doesn't want to smoke in his office, I guess. But I think he should. I think it would be cool. I think it would be badass. Just, just start talking with a cigarette, maybe like a, yeah. a, a glass of whiskey. You know, you know, Tommy, you know, we are talking, we are talking in Russian. I have no idea what you guys are saying when you're talking in Russian. So I'm just nodding. It's, if you see me with no facial expression when you're talking, it's because I'm playing it safe. I don't know if you guys are saying something lighthearted or very serious. So I don't want to guess and like smile. You know, I don't want you to be telling like some... Yeah, deeply was, emotional thing and i'm, and I'm like you know, and i'm like i'm like that's funny and you're like what the hell i'm opening up my heart and i'm smiling so i just have to sit here just kind of like because i don't i don't know what's going on i don't know who's talking so i'm just like play it safe play it safe because you know yeah but uh 
yeah, it's um, you know. That, wow, I'm happy to see you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> really happy to see you, to know you. You know. Yeah. No, it's it's that's what I was saying when you're gone. Is um, you know, I've I've always talked about how I want to use this podcast to improve mental health care, and that's always been like a it's it's been a goal, but it's also been very abstract. Like it's it's not like a like there's no direct way to do it. You know, so it's, it's people that are like, we need world peace. And it's like, okay, how? <laughs> like, how do we do it? Right. But with talking with Dr. Albeck and he has on his, you know, his patients like you with your children. Um, and then if other parents can watch that and they can learn from it and they can feel like they're not alone, then to me, I'm like, oh, now it actually is kind of maybe happening. You know, it might, no matter how tiny, you know, I don't, I don't think I can yeah. change mental health care forever, but if I can just make it a little better, then, then I don't feel like my brother's death is in vain. If I didn't do anything, I would feel like, I would feel like his suicide would be even worse because nothing happened because of it. You know, like a car crash is bad, but if safety regulations like a seatbelt are enacted after a car crash, then it's not for nothing. It's like, okay, that was terrible, but now lives can be saved, right? So yeah. if if I can do something to, I don't know, just at least make people feel like they're not alone, at the very least, make people feel like they're not alone, and at the best case, somehow, you know, help provide therapy, then then I feel like it's all, it's not for nothing. Does that make sense? <laughs> Everything makes sense. Good. <laughs> I don't know how in, in America, but here, for example, if you want to get help from psychologists or psychotherapists, so it's better to go to private because uh, you have to wait months, months. So Ivan, to see psychologists, he saw him once in the months, in three months. So there is was there wasn't any point even to see him. Yeah. The thing is, he was just sitting there, and the psychologist was, "How are you, Ivan? Ivan, I'm okay. Yeah, oh, that's okay. So how, how is Anastasia? I said it's not okay. Nothing is okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's doing this and this and this. So yeah, but you are in the right school, so they they're gonna help you. They have specialists. So and what the point of this psychologist who is saying, yeah, yeah, you're in the right school and you got you got all specialists. So Yeah. It's yeah, a, I didn't get help anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. No, I, so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's I, I know that I know that feeling. Um Dr. Albeck, we were talking about how come you don't uh, just smoke a cigarette on the podcast? Uh, because I'm, I'm in the office. Nah, that's what we figured. We thought we yeah, yeah. we we agreed it would be cool. You'd be cooler if you lit up on the podcast. Uh, you know, just it's uh, if somebody finds out and say I'll, I'll be through, throw yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, who cares? Just light it up and I don't know. Use an umbrella so the smoke doesn't go away. All right, now 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 you're back. You guys can start talking. I got to go use the restroom, but you guys uh, okay, okay. you guys can continue. Mm-hmm. Сейчас, может быть, для русскоязычных надо просто то, что мы обсуждали, и, может быть, как Иван готов, чтобы поздороваться с 
Да, конечно. Сейчас да, 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 давайте. Маня, ты готов прийти сюда? Сейчас идеально. Я хочу вот, да, рассказать, как мы попали к вам. И я не знаю, то, то мне пока что занят. Мы можем говорить, я думаю, да? Мы можем просто не русскоязычных, да. Что, ну да, вот какая была ситуация, и что было, и какие мы терапии прошли, да, потому что надо было что-то делать. Я начала звонить во все службы, аутизм спик, вот, которые называются здесь, вот такие службы есть, помощи. И когда я дозвонилась до одной службы, мне женщина сказала, что есть дети с аутизмом, это то, о чем очень часто спорят в Фейсбуке и в других группах, что есть дети с аутизмом, которых не, у них нету проблем. Вот нету проблем, нету таких-таких проблем. И она сказала мне одну хорошую вещь. Она говорит, найди причину, почему он себя так ведет. 
Если человек с аутизмом, это не значит, что у него должна депрессия. Это не значит, что у него что-то болит, должно болеть. Она говорит, если его что-то тревожит, а его однозначно что-то тревожит, она говорит, найди, что его тревожит. Она говорит, то если его ничего не будет тревожить, он будет вести себя как обыкновенный ребенок. Я послушалась ее словам и поехала в Россию на анализ. Uh, ways of treatment, and uh, one lady told her uh, that, uh, at least according to that lady's opinion, that there is nothing in the child which can cause uh, any kind of pain or what is kind of severe disease in terms of what is a physical disease. I mean, in some kids, let me say, we see it, in some kids we wouldn't, uh, but uh, she was, to, uh, uh, she told Uh, anesthesia, but you try to understand what's wrong, what's happening, uh, what what's happening to a child, and just without understanding, uh, uh, it's uh, it wouldn't be possible to find solution. And uh, she listened to her and decided to go back to Russia, mm, just for some while. Mm, okay, now now you continue. Mm. What else can be used for that? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Мы поехали в Россию. Мы посетили психолога, псих... психотерапевта, психиатра, невролога. Мы сдали МРТ, ЭГ, дополемографию, кровь. Так же самое я обратилась к нутрициологу, который сказал, что у ребенка аммиак повышен который сказал, что у него дефицит витаминов, он выписал нам БАДы. БАДы не помогали. Мы сели на диету. На диете мы просидели 4 месяца. Диета называется gluten-free, milk-free. They visited, I mean, had appointments with psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, neurologists, I mean, nutritionists, and this, uh, I mean, all the specialties. And uh, had MRI, I mean, just all things. And uh, they got uh, recommendations. I mean, just uh, one of the doctors said because he's having some uh, ammonia uh, problems, let me say, in the blood, uh, then... Uh, nutrition specialists are suggested to use a special diet, I mean, gluten-free, uh, casein-free diets, uh, I mean, uh, nothing worked. Okay. 
Психолог нам выписал два лекарства — диакарп и фенилепсин. Диакарп, он для того, чтобы убирать внутритерапное давление и скапливание воды в головном мозге. Фенилепсин, его выписывают эпилепсиком, но он также самопомогает, он как, как психодействующее вещество там находится, которое помогает справляться с агрессией и помогает людям с шизофренией. Заключение психиатра было, что у Ивана аутизм, перерастающий в шизофрению. Заключение невролога было, что внутритерепное давление. Окей, okay, you, you know uh, what happened? Uh, uh, Ivan was prescribed two medications. One is uh, we call it the carb actually, which is used like you say to remove some excessive uh, liquid uh, from the body and from uh, from from the brain because it's, uh, because it was told that he's having some excessive liquid in the brain. And uh, and psychiatrist said uh, that uh, he was having autism and uh, going, let me say, toward, uh, towards uh, schizophrenia, uh, because it's kind of border situation between autism and schizophrenia already. Okay. Говорили, что остеопат помогает убрать давление, внутричерепное давление, и помогает расслабить мышцы. И в течение шести месяцев, да, были результаты. Ваня на поведение улучшилась в школе, и я решила убрать фенилепсин, что привело к тому, что да, поведение ребенка вернулось обратно. And uh, then they visited uh, a chiropractor uh, because uh, he gave a diagnosis that there is some blood circulation problem into into brain, and uh, there was a half uh, a year of treatment uh, using old things, let me say, and he became bad actually. And when they came back, let me say, Anasiri uh, decided to, uh, I mean, take him off. Philipson and let me say and his condition went down again to the previous state. Please. Please don't say many good things about me. Just say this is a bad guy. Just uh, uh, by, by uh, When Ivan was nine, nine years old, uh, we, we met him, Anastasia and myself. Distance uh, wise, I mean, just uh, for Ребенок начал 
как сказать, выходить со своей ракушки. Он перестал сидеть за компьютером целыми днями, он начал общаться с нами, он начал интересоваться, что происходит в жизни. Поведение поле так же само улучшилось. Uh, he stopped, uh, let me say, playing uh, with the computer all the time. Uh, he started communicating with parents. I mean, uh, he uh, uh, became obviously different, and his behavior at school uh, became different as well. Да, он мог спокойно сидеть на уроках. Он не жаловался на звуки. Он у него пропала мышечная боль, которая у него была. У него, ему было сложно делать э, физические упражнения. И физическая боль, которая вот у него была, она пропала. И он начал выходить на улицу, начал общаться с детьми. У него появились друзья. Uh, you know, what's, uh crucial to mom, of course, just uh, several things. I mean, his communication, let me say, became absolutely different. He started uh, communicating with other children. I mean, I mean uh, he started, I mean, uh, having much wider, deep, deeper interests. And then uh, he, uh, what is again, one of the things not many people know about, some muscle pain, some muscle cramps, or many of these kids are having, and uh, uh, it went away. I mean, it's, uh, he became different. Okay. Да, через полгода мне сказали, что в школе мне сказали, что это самый, я скажу по-английски, можно, successful child in this school. Самый как объяснить, самый, эм, самый умный и вот самые лучшие улучшения из всех детей в школе — это у него. Меня это очень радует. Мы продолжали лечение, и в один момент опять все вернулось обратно. We continued treatment, and at one time point, everything went back. I mean, it's that is how many, but you know, but. Я не могла понять, почему, потому что мы с доктором не меняли лечение, может, только какие-то бады, да, и что происходило с ребенком, я не могла понять. 
И в тот момент, именно в тот момент я находилась, как это называется, после родовой депрессии. А, именно в тот момент... Нет, третий. Дочка у меня третья. Это Маня второй. Окей. Окей. И это очень интересный момент. Я понимаю, что поняла, что я сама не справляюсь со своей депрессией, и что мне нужна помощь психологическая. Я обратилась к психологу, психотерапевту даже скажу. И мы начали работать, работать надо мной, над моими обидами, над, моими, над моим поведением, над моим нежеланием радоваться жизни, над моей импульсивностью, я бы сказала, потому что я тоже импульсивная была, неуравновешенная. И, и я сама не заметила, как мои изменения помогли Ивану измениться. Anesthesia. You know, just uh, now I'm saying to parents, saying, okay, okay, uh, dear moms, you remember, let me say, a child up to a certain point, uh, he's living by mom's life. Uh, because uh, any mom, let me say, just is the closest person to a child, whatever, especially for a child who's coming, who, uh, coming off autism. I mean, this is, and And uh, because she was in, in depressed state, uh, because she was quite impulsive, let me say, very depressed, let me say, just it's, she realized that she needs some uh, uh, psychotherapeutic uh, treatment, intervention, and so on and so forth. And uh, she started doing this, and uh, uh, slowly but surely started getting better. And suddenly she noticed that when she was getting better, Ivan started getting different. I mean, this is kind of uh, a situation, for example, which, uh, I mean, kind of uh, mother with anxiety, irritation, I, I mean, uh, depression uh, is, uh, I mean, a child is reflecting the state of mother state. It's because it's, it's, uh, they're very tight to each other. And as soon as mother, what we say, is different, Child is getting different. I mean, it's already a different stage of treatment for this. Okay, please. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, 
психолог, мой психолог говорит, сначала один маску себе, а потом один ребенку. Да, как, бы, как в самолете говорят, что если хочешь помочь своему ребенку, помоги себе в первую очередь сам. Она мне сказала так, она говорит, убери гиперопеку, убери... Потому что у меня была настолько гиперопека, я боялась его выпускать на улицу, потому что он был агрессивен, да? Я боялась его отпускать одного в магазин. Я беспокоилась по любому поводу, что он находится где-то без меня. Как я убрала гиперопеку, все хорошо, ничего не изменилось. Ребенок ходит гулять, ребенок ходит в магазин. У ребенка я сама вышла на общение с людьми, начала больше общаться с людьми. Ребенок тоже начал общаться с людьми. Ребенок тоже начал интересоваться новыми вещами. Я стала спокойной, ребенок тоже стал спокойным. Я стала много улыбаться, шутить. Ребенок тоже начал улыбаться и шутить. И как вот мой психотерапевт говорит, что если хочешь, чтобы ребенок интересовался чем-то, начни интересоваться сама, да, как бы. Хочешь, чтобы ребенок развивался, развивайся сама. Хочешь, чтобы ребенок э, умел контролировать свои эмоции, научись контролировать свои эмоции сама. Э, чаще, да, как доктор Айлибек сказал, что чаще дети копируют нас, просто копируют. All my uh, moms and Anastasia came to this point by herself. Uh, I mean, because at that time when she came to this, it is, it's, to, to me it was mostly uh, my focus was mostly medical. I would say it is uh, not psychological. I thought, okay, I'll talk about psychology later on. But you know, the more uh, I knew about this, uh, and when we discussed with Anastasia, and uh, the more I understand that uh, medical treatment. It's just initiation of a process. You can take a child, let me say, from from uh, inflammation, from infection, from other things, but you cannot give your child a peace of mind. You cannot give a child, let me say, a piece of your, I mean, uh, mood, attention, I mean, many other things. It's absolutely impossible. And uh, her psychologist, uh, I have no idea whether it's a lady or a man uh, talks to her. Before, if you want to help your child, like on a plane, put a mask first yourself. And just when a child uh, sees it, for example, he or she would do the same. Don't try to push child to do something you wouldn't do. In this case, I mean, just it's, uh, if you want your child to be happy, okay be happy if uh, don't be uh, don't become overprotective uh, because your child is already getting off and getting out of autism and you know just of course don't be overprotective let your child some freedom little by little but give some freedom and you know just uh, from this I mean it's a kind of uh, a situation uh, That's what we repeat, it's our common position. And, just, and many moms are saying the same things. I mean, just one mom said to me, I'm sorry, because it was uh, beyond the translation. Uh, one mom, when I talked to her, she was so, uh, uh, level of nervousness was absolutely high. 
anxiety. I mean, this is, uh, she was telling about a child, uh, just having some some people in the head. Let me say, just uh, having some some other things. I mean, just and I said, okay, you know, you know, just uh, now it's treatment for, for your uh, son is going well. Now let's do treatment for you. And we, 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 because uh, and uh, no, not medical treatment, psychological treatment. But in three days, she wrote a letter saying, okay, when I started laughing, let me say my sound became completely different. Within three days. And this is what uh, Anastasia actually started first. I mean, her understanding how, uh, let me say, psychological things, I mean, it's things to her uh, uh, psychologist, psychiatrist, let me say. And uh, let me say, this is a thing, for example, never discussed by medical community. I mean, of course, I understand it wouldn't work at the time uh, when child, let me say, is uh, uh, not receivable. A child wouldn't see uh, regular emotions, let me say, wouldn't understand, for example, how to behave and so on and so forth. Whatever you do is not going to work. But as soon as we're taking a child from this, I would say, how would say from this, uh, I mean, uh, the place, let me say, a child is sitting and completely closed, and when we open the world to a child, we say, the child, we say, is living, start living new, new life. It's an unknown world for, for a child, but we say it's everything new. Something could be scary. I mean, there's many things. But somebody who is nearby, this child's mom, let me say, she is a protector, let me say, an origin of all things. And child being on treatment, let me say, is getting better. At some point, we would uh, put medical treatment aside. I mean, and continue uh, I mean, just doing kind of psychological thing, let me say. And maybe in some cases, some some supplements. I mean, just if we have, we have some some uh, situations. Uh, but the child is coming out. It's not a big deal. Uh, I mean, just as soon as parents understand this, it's everything is better. And Anastasia is a great example of this. So sorry, it was, it was a protracted translation with some explanation. Можно то же самое на русском сказать, что вот мы прекрасно понимаем, что мы прекрасно понимаем. Скажите сами, скажите сами. А теперь я хочу вас перевести. Я хочу сказать, что мы понимаем прекрасно, что есть родители, у которых дети не говорят, у которых дети ходятся под себя, которых надо кормить с ложечки, которые, которые мычат, и которые ну, сложные дети с аутизмом. И можно сказать, что, ну, Анастасия, у тебя не было сложного ребенка, и все это звучит очень красиво, и все это ну, не так радужно. Но что доктор Ян хотел донести, что когда ребенок начинает выходить с этого мира глазами родителя, глазами матери. И что очень важно в тот момент маме показать, как правильно себя вести, как радоваться жизни, что интересного в этой жизни. Показать ему мир. И не знаю, слышно меня, не слышно. Слышно, да. Вот я хотела сказать, что мы прекрасно понимаем, что есть разные родители и разные степени аутизма, и что каждый проходит свой, свою историю. 
Но мы хотим донести то, что так важно именно работа над собой, работа над своими страхами, над своими обидами, над своими детскими травмами, вообще травмами пожизненными, работа над тем, чтобы мамин и папин ресурс хватил на то, чтобы ребенок вышел с этого аута, а после аута, чтобы он развивался, рос как обычный ребенок. Ну, actually, Томи, она же repeated, I mean, just translated into Russian what I said in English, but if Анастасия, you have something additional to say in Russian, and I'll translate into English, and if possible, just uh, I'll spend about five, seven minutes uh, to give some advice and explain some things in my opinion would be essential to parents. Okay. Uh, your turn, Анастасия. Я хотела просто добавить, чтобы родители верили в своих детей и начали работать над собой. Okay. В первую очередь работать над собой. И также прислушивайтесь, да, прислушивайтесь, доктор Кена, он очень умный человек, он знает, что говорит, и он действительно помогает, действительно помогает нашим детям. И делает это бескорыстно и с большим сердцем, доброй душой. Спасибо большое. Uh, is, is it, is it, было, было слышно. Is it possible if I wouldn't say uh, translate in English what Anastasia said about me, uh, but uh, I will tell the most important part. I mean, uh, when a child is coming uh, from artism, you know, this is sometimes, uh, to me, for many people, uh, my words, uh, I'm saying, let me say, they sound like me, uh, a kind of Uh, outrageous, let me put this way, uh, because officially, I mean, OT, uh, autism is not curable. No, I'm saying, guys, it's curable. We saw Ivan today. And, you know, you cannot even imagine how many other kids are already around, I mean, just it's after treatment and uh, uh, getting better. But what is absolutely essential in this case, uh, a physician, can help to take a child to a certain point. I mean, just opening, I mean, uh, I would say a ch uh, the child to, to his world. And you know, just as soon as the child, for example, is open, it, uh, the child is become a receiver. I mean, just uh, getting your knowledge, your understanding, looking into the world. Uh, you remember at some point I told you, many things are, uh, so new for the child because before it was and now the child uh, is open and is open to many things to study something to understand i mean uh, uh kind of actions words and so on and so forth but what is absolutely critical in this case because uh, the child should form let me say a type of behavior And the child should get rid of, let me say, anxiety because and the only real example is the child's mother. I mean, the child's mother, for example, how she behaves, let me say, how she takes it. I mean, uh, how she talks to a child, uh, how she 
explain things. I mean, just it's a, and the mother, not the mother's mother and commander, it's mother friend. I mean, just it's a, and this friend, for example, just because yeah, I can I can give you a simple example without talking too much. And just uh, when we, I talk to some uh, some uh, webinars, I said, look, okay, now you see your child is already out. I mean, out of the condition. And you see still, but you know, because it's, uh, for many years of his life, he didn't speak. It doesn't mean he cannot speak at all. He knows many words, but he cannot, he cannot apply them yet. And uh, even he knows some words, for example, in many cases, he doesn't know the, uh, the meaning of these words. Okay, just uh, the word is in the head, but, but, and he cannot explain, for example, the kind of actions. And because in order to create a kind of uh, understanding, uh, we need to combine together words, what you say, uh, I mean, action, I mean, just all things, I mean, what you hear, what you see, uh, for example, the action, for example. If a mom, for example, decided to make uh, some, uh, some dinner, okay, uh, just a child should be there. And mom is explaining things, for example, and child, let me say, is bringing, let me say, all his things. He understand. Uh, uh, the mom is using knife. Uh, mom is cutting cucumbers. Uh, mom, for example, is uh, preparing something. And when she tells a child, let me say, because the child is mirroring, mirroring in all senses. I mean, uh, vision, hearing, let me say, just uh, understanding words and so on and so forth, because something was, what most, what wasn't acquired, let me say, for years, in the sense of connecting things, let me say, uh, would start coming in a child, let me say, uh, based on ma uh, mama's, let me say, uh, general uh, uh, condition. I mean, just uh, no nervousness, let me say, just kind of French be, being uh, joyful, and I mean, explaining the child these things, and. Uh, the parents would see amazing results. But the only thing just we need we need to keep in mind, when the child is not able, let me say, to communicate, when his problems are still there, I mean, uh, the, uh, whatever they do doesn't work. And just all people who do uh, behavioral therapy, they know about this. That's what I'm saying, guys. Get rid of inflammation. Uh, suppress the infections. Let the brain, let me say, to start repairing itself. Plasticity of the brain is absolutely amusing. You know, it would take some months, for example, and you would see, let me say, absolutely astonishing results. And when you see, like mom says, okay, I'm kind of panicking. Uh, the doctor can you explain to me, my child is from the, starting this morning, started looking to my eyes, let me say, and trying to understand uh, I mean, touching my nose, my ears, let me say, looking into my eyes. And just, and even just, I'm scared. I said, don't be scared. He, he sees you for the first time in his life. Okay, and he starts listening to something, and she would say, okay, uh, you know why he, he does it? I said, you know, just because uh, he's, I mean, uh, hearing is getting different. From this, I mean, huge uh, number of uh, sounds, you child heard before he starts he started separating something and he started listening to your real voice 
and for example, visits uh, suddenly, a mom would say, okay, you, you know, uh, for five years or for seven years, we tried to teach our uh, son, let me say, to ride a bicycle, but you know, it was absolutely impossible because he couldn't even understand how to do it. And suddenly we bought it, uh, a bicycle and he started riding it right away. Let me see, inflammation from, let me see, from the area related to uh, either in uh, in the areas related to proprioception, uh, areas related to uh, vestibular things, let me say, vision, so on and so forth. As soon as we take away or reduce, let me say, all the things, let me say, a child is getting different. Uh, they start, uh, I mean, they stop scaring, uh, uh, going in new directions. They would stop, uh, I mean, uh, scaring to ride bicycles. Uh, they wouldn't, uh, I mean, uh, attack people so often as it was done before because many things are changing. And the changes are taking place within a month. Of course, months is already seen. But you know, but in time passing by, and what uh, you, you said, it is absolutely essential. A mom could say, okay, Dr. Ken, two months, three months, everything was great, and suddenly my child started getting. Uh, and this is exactly the case uh, you explained. I mean, you explained. Be because you know, just the child, let me say, uh, coming to the point, but he or she needs to understand the world through the ears, uh, eyes, and mouth of his or her mom. Or that. <laughs> Not very often, but that's a kind of the circle around in many cases. But when they have time, they need to be a part of this. And it's uh, a child is getting, getting out. And you know, just we have uh, children who didn't speak. Now, now parents forget it. Uh, five years old, six years old, no, not spoken at all, at all. Now they are worried about that uh, a child is speaking. Uh, I mean, that's uh, not using uh, full, they use full sentences, but they still don't speak back and forth. They said, okay, wait for another three, four months. And the child will start and they said, listen to you and replying to you. It's all, it's all that's happening. That's, that's the case. And let me say it again. Uh, to physicians' spirits. Guys, if you don't understand that inflammation, I mean, uh, caused by viruses, uh, by uh, so-called uh, intracellular uh, bacteria, then inflammation induced by this. Oxidative stress, they are developing a kind of, I would use in a harsh word, perverted brain. Because it's a, a connectivity in the brain is different. In some cases, let me say, it's more obvious and it's less obvious. Uh, I mean, uh, a number of neurons, let me say, in different areas of the brain are different. In, in, in this case, trying, let me say, to find a solution, let me say, you cannot do this maybe because it's, everything is, let me say, is uh, disordered, I would say. And as soon as we treat this, I mean, just, and the treat, treatment is absolutely obvious. I mean, there is nothing, I mean, fantastic. But there is no necessity to create new, very expensive drugs. 30 years of studies resulted in just respiradone, let me say, which helps one third of the kids, and then the kids are becoming even worse. Okay, guys, if there is no solution, just don't try to find magic bullet. I mean, simple things will be already exist. Okay.
just use it. That's it. Just everything is absolutely possible. If you understand autism is having a big number of underlying conditions, I mean, don't treat autism by itself. Uh, I mean, itself. Uh, treat underlying conditions. And as soon as you understand how to treat underlying conditions, for example, and you start seeing the first results away. That's it. And the second part is exactly what Anastasia said. <laughs> this is, uh, I mean, uh, thing we'd like to uh, share with you. And this is uh, when uh, a Russian part, uh, I wouldn't translate into, into Russian because this is everything. I'm, uh, can you imagine now this is on treatment? I mean, in uh, I have in waiting, uh, I have 2,500 children. And you know, just in line with me, is growing. And you know, just I'm the only one. Okay, I need, I need some. Uh, and looks like, you know, for some strange reason, let me say, just former Soviet Union physicians, they are more open uh, for treatments, but understanding, let me say, they are not bound, let me say, to, to all these restrictions. And looks like we are forming uh, a team quite soon. And I promise to train them. And, uh, things would become better. And whether we like it or not, Russia, Ukraine, uh, Baltic countries, I mean, Central Asia countries, Moldova, uh, they, they would become the first ones claiming that autism is not treatable, just it's curable. Okay, this is, uh, this is it for today. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, Dr. Albeck, Anastasia. Thank you very much for coming on. How you feel to me? <laughs> and uh, thank you for coming on and, and sharing your story and being open with us. And um, obviously, we will do another episode, Doctor Alabek. And um, anything, anything else to say, Anastasia? So, well, the only what I said now, Ivan is absolutely normal child. So, I mean, like he doesn't have any problems what he had before. It doesn't have aggression. It doesn't have self-harming problems. It doesn't have uh, problems to speak with his friends. Uh, he has lots of freedom. So he he walks to the shop, so he, he goes outside. Uh, he doesn't have problems at school. He study. He's writing a book. He goes to karate. And he's really enjoying his life. And I want to say thank you very much to get to doctor. And uh, I really think it's very important for, for, for parents to understand how uh, their well-being um, affects their child. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let me say a huge thank you to you, not just for today's piece, I mean, for the work, Anastasia helped me, let me say, because it's, I mean, with all things, let me say, just, I, I still in a situation that I need to assemble the book on autism treatment and autism explained the treatment, you know, and uh, because I want to publish it in both English and Russian, the English part she was taken care of, uh, there are some, some other moms who are helping uh, in Russian language. But what, what I'd like to tell, I mean, just what people didn't understand, because 
uh, unless as you mentioned that some mother would say that your child is not so severe, I mean, compared to them. No, absolutely right. The form of autism you had is the severest form. Uh, because a child who is, let me say, who is uh, not able uh, to go to a restaurant, uh, I mean, it, it's solvable very easily. Child who is, I mean, uh, having anorexis, I mean, anorexis very easily. A child who is non-spoken, let me say, would start speaking, I mean, initially in three, six months, I mean, first words, let me say, and we would be there. The worst case scenario, let me say, is when a child is becoming self-aggressive, then it becomes, let me say, aggressive towards others. And this is the thing, for example, which actually, in many cases, just if physicians, unfortunately, it's not the case yet, don't find a solution, let me say, the child would end up, let me say, either in jail or at a special facility. This is, this is what uh, Anastasia explained is a most severe form of autism. But this is uh, because it's speaking with disability, it's so easy. I mean, it's everybody who on treatment would start speaking already started speaking. It's not a big deal at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is what I'd like to say. Uh, and, uh, and I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> Okay, thank you very much. We're able to see you, doctor, to see you, Tommy. I'm so happy that I met you. Really nice young man. Thank you. (laughs) Can you tell us uh, whether you're married? Me? I am not. Uh, Because you know, just a number of ladies watching this. Because all of them are moms, but I need to tell them they, they need to find their sisters and, and <laughs> take a look at you and to, to, to build a line of ladies who would be interested in meeting you. Hey, I'm open to it. I'm open. Okay, great. <laughs> That's what I want to tell <laughs> Tell us your criteria. It would, it, would, yeah, it, would be, it would be my task for you, okay? Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. And Dr. Alabek, I will see you tomorrow with Dr. Hatfield. Okay, great. I'm excited. Anastasia, great to meet you. Dr. Albeck, thank you for coming on. Until the next episode, uh, I will see you guys later. Okay, great. All right. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.